Hello, creeps and ghouls. You're listening to Martell's Movie Madness with your host, Ryan Martell and Cagney Larkin. So grab your popcorn and try to survive the movie madness. <laughs> Hey y'all, welcome to Martell's Movie Madness. This is your host as always, Ryan Martell, and I'm here with the co-host as always, Cagney Larkin. What's up, Ryan? What's happening, Cagney? Good to be back, man. We took a little week off there. Yeah, we had a little week. Every time we don't hang out for a week, it seems like forever. Aww. I don't know why. It's like it's, It seems like it's been four weeks since yeah. I saw you. Well, last time we saw each other, we banged out a fucking 80% of a feature film that we're making. So, feel pretty accomplished about that. Oh, yeah. Feeling pretty great. Feeling, I'm feeling really good about that, we actually. We are continuing filming this Sunday to get the last Sunday and Monday, last two days of shooting, get the rest of the footage that we need. Excited to do that. Everything's oh, yeah. sounding good? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to... Um, I'm just trying to get your levels right. You're okay. Kinda... We're leveling out. Yeah, you're good. Hey, do I sound level out I there? I think so. All right, guys. What's up? I'm not as slanted anymore. All right. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're finishing up the movie coming up this Sunday. Uh, then it's all about editing yeah. from then on out and scoring and everything. But, uh, of course, we getting get this principal photography wrapped. Uh, we're going to be fucking bombing. And spooky season is finally here, man. Yes, we're in it. Yes. October. Glad exactly. to have yes, it. The weather's sure. starting to feel nice. It's time for everybody around the world to start watching horror movies. They're, they're putting out horror movies at Walmart. Yeah, but, I mean, the selection this year fucking sucks. There's nothing but DVDs. Uh, and yesterday I went to Target and Best Buy, piss poor selection on oh, both yeah. ends as well. So I guess, you know, uh, physical media, you know, get it while you can. We encourage you to buy uh, what movies you want because it's getting harder and harder to shop Those Universal here. Monster DVDs, though, they probably aren't that bad since... The original quality of those are not like no. There's always great. some good stuff to pick up, but I'm just if it's available on Blu-ray, I want it on Blu-ray. Oh know? yeah, for sure. Spend money on a DVD. I'll spend four bucks on a Blu-ray on a DVD. Yeah, you know if it's something quick and easy right there. But I can't believe I picked up a. What did you get? That, I picked uh, up Brawl on Cell Block 99 for seven, no, for eight bucks. You picked up Dragged Across. Yeah, yeah, no concrete. No. Dried across concrete for four bucks on oh, DVD. Okay, but I picked up Brawl on Sublock ninety nine for eight bucks on four K. Nice. Oh yeah, so, they yeah. had uh, they had Arizona. Um, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah with Dan McBride for yeah. eight dollars on four K as well, which and I just bought. I, I, I picked up Doctor Sleep for twelve bucks. So. Uh, Target had the Blu ray for ten yesterday. Yeah, that's what I got the Blu ray. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah. Still uh, haven't seen that yet though. Oh, Still haven't watched so that. So good. I haven't seen the director's cut yet, but yeah. I've heard that it's really it's on good too. HBO Max. I need to so, check it out. It's that time of year. We're yes, it is. It. Uh, we want to thank everybody who took part in the uh, Charlotte Film Festival. Uh, Good that's job, everyone. been passed for a couple weeks now. Uh, we do still have the 60-second horror challenge coming up on October 17th. That's going to be online. Whoa! That's just Check a few days. Out. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's a couple weeks. It's two weeks from uh, when this drops, almost. When it drops to the public. Patreon, of course, it'll be a little bit more. Huh? But that comes out this Friday. This episode comes out this Friday. Yeah, it'll be the seventeenth. Seventeenth is uh, next Saturday. Not this yeah, coming so it'll Saturday. Be, it'll next be Saturday. exactly seven days. It'll be yeah, one it'll week. Be a week. 
what I said. You said two. <laughs> I was like, nah, it's only two weeks. Well, I mean, it's two weeks from now. Yeah, right yeah, now. But when this comes out, I was speaking. Yeah, yeah, I was speaking okay, in Friday okay. terms. Okay. Yeah. So I was, I was kind of right. <laughs> We're both in there somewhere. That's uh, that's all that really matters. Yeah. But yeah, you go on their social media, sixty second horror challenge or sixty second horror on uh, Instagram, and you can find out more information about where to watch all that stuff going on. Find it out. Um. Yeah. Well, Cagney. What you been watching? Man, oh man. Uh, definitely watched the South Park Pandemic special this week. Okay. Fucking hilarious. And uh, when I sat down and watched that, I started binging <clears> some <throat> South Park. So I've been playing Crash Bandicoot 4 and switching out with South Park. I did get to sit down this week and watch one film. Uh, when I got off work one night, I chose to watch uh, Bride of Chucky. Hell yeah. Uh, great fucking movie. Uh, finally, after three sequels... We got the movie we deserve. Chucky got his own film in the franchise. Uh, three After three movies of playing Hide the Soul, you know, kind of getting a little stale. Right. That plot line lost some serious steam in Child's Play 3, and so they reinvigorated the franchise. You know, they brought it and gave Chucky his own fucking movie, which yeah. I think was the best decision to make. You get, a new, you get new scenery, cool, new it's, characters. Yeah, it's a classic it's, movie, man. It's good. Uh, I'd say it's my second favorite underneath Child's Play 2. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, just the dialogue alone in it is so good. Between Chucky's dialogue and like John Ritter's dialogue and the few scenes that he has, yeah. uh, the kid's like, you fuck! And he's like, yeah, but not you. Not anymore. <laughs> You're like, yeah, oh, he yeah. fucking burns him. Clever John Ritter, all right. Sad sad boy that he died, too, in real life, man. In yeah. the middle of a grocery store, had a heart yep. attack. Awful. Yeah, but it's uh, about all my eyeballs consumed this week, man. Uh, that and editing all the fucking footage from our movie that we were oh, shooting. Oh, yeah. I've been staring at that over and over. So yeah, gonna, it looks I, good, too. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm going to hate our out. movie by the time it's come out. Everybody's I've, finally seeing it. I'm just going to be, like, the bad reviewer at I've this actually point. put a rough cut, uh, rough sneak peek on uh patreon what did you what did you put up the uh, three minute the, one the, no i just put the just fireball the death 60 scene. seconds yeah nice um so you get to so see some, basically just some raw footage if y'all want to see some good raw footage of what we got going on so far in the movie it's a tier on its own it's twenty dollars of course you get all the stuff from the lower tiers mm-hmm. when you buy that tier uh but yeah go on check it out upgrade if you're already a member uh you don't get charged until the first of the month i think for new subscriptions but i don't know uh yeah it's worth checking out for sure um that's all you watched this week yeah bride chucky and south park man all right i got a bunch <laughs> i got a bunch of shit oh man you about to just lay it all out there yeah i'm gonna try to make it as quick as possible okay because i've already talked about a lot of them this on is the, the uh the 31 days of halloween ryan Marth. this is a new segment the ryan martell speed dream he's coming through hot with All a right. list of movies. I'm going to start with stuff that's not on the 31 Days of Halloween. Uh, my pick of the week, Suspiria. Uh, oh, we'll clarify. The the original Suspiria. Uh, right. uh, Dario Argento's Suspiria. Uh, you just made Tilda Swinton cry a tear. She just randomly started crying had no idea why. It's because well, you said that. I mean, I, I did. <laughs> we did cover hers in, in long form, yeah. so... Uh, I definitely think you should check that one out if you haven't already seen it. But the original, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, it's it's just fun. It's like probably one of those. The, the most saturated horror film. For sure. Or the, probably um, the most saturated film in existence. Well, yeah, very bright. 
very nice. Uh, the color is very is thick. It's, it's there, thick with for like sure. five C's. It's the exact opposite of the 2018. Yeah, uh, <laughs> The blood in the final scene is like the only color you really get in that film. The palette's pretty gray. So I gave that one a four out of five. Go ahead and check it out. I think it's on uh, Prime. I don't know. Uh, it's definitely available somewhere though. Uh, then I watched Orgasmo on Netflix. Yeah, dude. I gave that one a four out of five also. I thought it was pretty goddamn funny. Pretty amazing. Uh, Stuntcock. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the evil porn director. Oh my god, uh, that movie is amazing, dude. I love uh, it. Matt Stone, the he's the darker haired one, right? Yeah, he's the yeah. gay. Um, he, uh, I don't mean to sound like a queer. I don't mean to sound like a queer, but it's just uh, fucking hilarious. Fuck. You don't go fuck. Yeah, the movie's amazing. Um, Definitely not for people who don't like like raunchy, 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 raunchy comedy. Yeah, like, and that was coming straight off of Cannibal the Musical too. So a complete like 180 in direction yeah. for Trey Parker and Matt. Stone. And it is it is rated it is rated NC sixteen uh, seventeen. Mm-hmm. It is not yeah. an R rated movie. That's so. I think Orgasmo is the movie that propelled their career more so than Cannibal the Musical. You think so? Cannibal the Musical got their foot in the door of filmmaking land with Troma. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orgasmo landed Universal Pictures as a fucking it, distributor. It so. definitely grabbed them attention for video stores and yeah, shit. That's the movie that set them out there. Yeah, it's so a, it's if, a, if Orgasmo never happened, I wouldn't have been able to talk about South Park in my true. what you're watching. You know. Yeah. All right, and now these are movies I've already talked about on the Halloween 31 Days of Halloween, but I just want to run okay. through them. Run through them real quick here. Uh, Halloween Pussy Trap Kill Kill gave it a 1.5 out of five. It's it's fun. It's just not very original. It doesn't deliver on as much uh, nudity as I would expect from a movie called Halloween Pussy Trap Kill Kill. I mean, honestly, yeah. a movie titled like that, I expect the low rating, anyways. Yeah. Like, what does uh, that What does that title mean? <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, I just thought it would have Halloween. What year did that come Pussy out? Traps. It's a relatively newer movie. Huh. I think it was 2018. It's not like a 70s exploitation uh, film. No, it's 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 newer. It's got Dave Mustaine playing the voice of the main bad guy. Um, day two was oral fixation. One out of five. Did not really like that one at all. It kind of played off as a uh, Lifetime movie more than an actual horror movie. Man, you're start, starting the uh, list off weak, man. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with these first-time watches. You don't really yeah. know what you're going to get. Uh, you can only go based off of description. Did that kind of damper your attitude towards it a little bit? No, not really. Because I've always... There's years when I watch really good ones, and then there's years where it's it's kind of yeah. a mixed bag. I like it too. At least you're watching movies that like aren't fucking known, really. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, I mean, those both were on Tubi, so it didn't really cost me anything but the time. Uh, number day number three, I did Beyond the Door, aka Who Are You, aka The Devil Within Her, and uh, this is an Italian horror movie. It's kind of like The Exorcist mixed with Rosemary's Baby. I gave it a four out of five. It is definitely worth checking out. It's on Shutter right now. Go watch it. It's a cool little description. Um, day four was Slaughter Studios. I gave it a three out of five. It's a little bit more fun than uh, Halloween Pussy Trap Kill Kill, but it's around the same kind of movie. It's just a very campy, silly, uh, cheesy movie. But this one is kind of more aware of what it is mm-hmm. than Halloween Pussy Trap Kill Kill. Because Halloween Pussy Trap Kill Kill kind of tries to be a fake ass saw. Yeah, and it's like takes stuff a little too like, seriously. Dude, no, just show me titties and gore. Right. That's all we need from this movie: <laughs> titties and gore. 
then we got uh, WNUF Halloween special, which is now which on I've Shire. always I've heard things about that, but yeah. I've never I've never watched it. I heard a lot of really good things about it. It's and on I Shutter, did, you say? Yeah, it's on Shutter now. I might check it, it out. It, it just dropped today, I think. Um, I did enjoy it, but I didn't really enjoy it as much as I thought I would. I was expecting to give this at least a four point five to a five mm-hmm. out of five, and then I only ended up giving it three out of five. Maybe upon a second watching, I'll feel differently. Uh, a lot of times, whenever movies have a lot of big hype, I kind of uh, try to ignore it, first of all. If I can't ignore it, then uh, it does seem to affect the way I enjoy the movie. Yeah, yeah, the hype always makes me end up not liking the movie, I think, sometimes. You, usually, I can go into movies without like having that hype in my head. Yeah. But that one and Mandy have been movies that I've just cons- I consistently heard they were great from everybody i knew people i trusted and 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 when i saw the movies i just was let down it was not as good as they built it up to be mandy's a lot better on second watch uh but i did enjoy i still enjoyed the uh wnuf halloween special i especially thought it was a very unique uh concept because they do it it's it's like a it's like you're watching a vhs tape of a halloween special uh broadcast like recorded off tv yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so you got the news special leading into it and mm-hmm. then you got the commercials and everything going on it's a lot of fun uh just for some reason the hype it didn't live up for it to me but yeah. uh and blame that on the hype too. yeah i blame it on the hype not the movie i still gave like, it a, it could have been a completely different and for opinion. this for this movie to be as low budget as it is three out of five is fucking fantastic and that's what i watched so far for this month in october keeping that train rolling man oh yeah for sure it's been a wild wild month hopefully i got a lot of more really good shit to watch i hope you're able to keep it up for sure (laughs) i got a lot planned man i got the uh i got a bunch of brian Hughes now on there and i got some uh movies that i've been hearing about for a while that i need to watch nice and plus i got a lot of really shitty tubi movies queued up for that too right so We'll see what I actually end up watching. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have a bunch happens. I have a bunch planned, but I don't right. know what the fuck I'm going to end up watching. So, uh, let's get into the meat, juice, and bones. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, we're talking about Tales from the Crypt today. A fucking classic television series came on HBO. It ran from the years of 1989 to 1996. Yeah. So, uh, I, I wasn't aware of you. It started in the eight, late 80s. Yeah. You know, I always assumed it was just a mid-90s television series. It had, a pretty, yeah. good, it had a pretty good run. Season 1 is like 1989. That. And then, you know, just the production quality in season 1 alone is really, really good for a television series of this oh, yeah. caliber in that year. I mean, look at who who started it. Who, who were the people who, like, brought it to Yeah, I mean, we've got HBO. Robert Zemeckis as one of the... Uh, yeah. You got Robert Zemeckis, uh, Fred Decker, Tom Holland, all people coming off of really successful mm-hmm. horror movies. Uh, um, I mean, right there you got Burbs, Child's Play, Fright Night. Uh, what was Zemeckis' big horror thing that he did? Uh, I know his biggest thing he's done is Back to the Future. Mm. Now, maybe that's it, though, because that's kind of sci-fi. Oh, uh, but he did uh, you know, Death Becomes Her in 92. Oh yeah, but that was you know Wild Tales from the Crypt was going on. Hmm. Well, yeah. Well, I mean Zemeckis is a name. Yeah. Oh Regardless. Yeah. Hey, Back to the Future. Uh, yeah, Back <laughs> to the Future. Uh, so yeah, we picked out six episodes and we watched them today. Yeah, some pretty uh, great stuff, man. Um, we started off with what was the lowest rated episode on IMDb, 
known as The Kidnapper. Yes, this is supposed to be the worst episode yep. and it's from of the franchise. The final season, season seven, nineteen ninety six, where Ryan, you told me that this uh, the production was taken over by an English company. Yes. So we started having a lot of British actors and uh, mainly British comedians, which leads into this episode. Uh, Steve Coogan as our main actor. If you're unfamiliar with Steve Coogan, he did uh, a character on the BBC called Alan Partridge, and then he's also just in tons of other things. He's one of those, you see his face, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. And this is a young, young Steve Coogan, like 23 years old. Uh, And the plot for this one is basically... He falls in love with a homeless pregnant woman and offers her, offers her a place to stay. Well, when the baby's delivered, he gets a little envious and decides to arrange a kidnapping of the child. Yeah, who the fuck does that? Yep. So who he gets, in the hell does that? So uh, I guess I'll just display the whole plot so we can comment on it. He uh, gets the child kidnapped and then all of a sudden he realizes, well, that was a bad fucking idea because now my yeah. wife slash girlfriend is just morning just devastated her whole life has changed he tries to get the baby back and uh doesn't quite work out for him there nope so i would have to say that that's probably one of the darkest plot lines i've ever seen portrayed in a television show definitely it's it's super morbid it is definitely the darkest tales from the crypt that i can remember yeah because a lot of like every other episode we watch yeah they're kind of zany a little uh like that couldn't happen in real yeah. life, but this was a very grounded episode, a film that I'm sure could give, uh, not a film, uh, an episode that I'm sure could give a lot of people like a real scare, you know, a yeah. real out outer worldly scare, you know, because like, this happened to me one day. Like you said, it's grounded and it doesn't have that fantastical element that no. a lot of the other episodes do. So there are really scary episodes uh of tales from the crypt but they all have that kind of like otherworldly thing yeah going on. and then there's usually a punchline yeah the end this one too. is just raw real life it's, and that's scary i think that may be why it's the lowest rated episode because this doesn't have that just like you said fantasticalness yeah to it that the other episodes have but i think that's kind of what made me like this episode i, a bit. I feel like a lot of those season seven episodes don't though yeah i feel like they're a lot more so i'll have to you're gonna let me uh watch them so i'm gonna check yeah. out the rest of the season seven episodes see how they stand up but uh that's i kind of like that thematic change for this yeah. you know like and I, I commented while we were watching this, I think that story itself could be expanded into a feature-length film that would actually be an entertaining movie. Like, because that plot, you know, I would never even think of that, you yeah. know? And it's, it's a fucking scary plot, too, man. The person you think you love arranges to have your child kidnapped so they can spend more time with you? Whoa. Yes, whoa, indeed. Yeah. That shit is fucking... But I can see how people don't like this episode. Yeah, I could definitely see why it got the lowest rating. Um, I think it still had, what, like a 2.5? Yeah, but it's still in the. We got two crazy mimes in this episode, and anytime we get, like, some mimes acting silly out of fucking nowhere, that's awesome, okay? (laughs) But that was part of his ruse. He hired the two mimes to distract distract his wife. But what? How awesome is that? He's like, I'm going to go get a hot dog, and he takes an an incredibly long amount of time to get get a hot dog, dog. and has these two mimes come in and just fuck his wife's world up. And that's like out of any other plot line in the writers' room, you know, they decide they came upon they came upon that was their last episode. Uh, no, there was more after that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was yeah. like um, I'm not sure how many episodes in season it, it seven. It couldn't have been very many after that because that's got to be like. Yeah, they're the final one. Is uh, it's an animated episode called the Third Pig. 
Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that's the final episode. It's yeah. animated. So, um, the reason we decided to do Tales from the Crypt is not only because it's spooky season, it's Halloween time, uh, we usually just do movies on the show. Yeah. This is something we wanted to ch- kind of reach out and do a little bit of different uh, stuff, I guess. We're just mm-hmm. we're going we're to do this. We're going to try this TV show thing out. Uh, and I'm also going to be doing my top 10 Tales from the Crypt episodes on Patreon. So y'all go ahead and go and subscribe because that'll be coming out soon. That's cool. And I, I actually, I really enjoy the, um, the punches of a horror TV show. Yeah. Because you don't have the drawn outness that some films have, you know, to where we get our exposition here, we wait to see what the story is actually going to be about, then we get our actions in motion, how do they play out. Uh, you get 22 to 24 minutes in these Tales from the Crypt episodes yeah. to just give you a whole, basically a film's worth of plot line. For sure. And a film's worth of scares, you know. So it's really cool, really compact, man. Like what they're what all they're able to pull off and accomplish in such a short amount of time. Yeah, this this show really should have been like uh, it should be the uh, the mold for all future horror anthology mm-hmm. shows because it just did everything right. Like it didn't really. Uh, well, first of all, they hired good directors and everything. They yeah. had really good directors and writers. Uh, they the talent they used was fantastic. Yeah, there's always a recognizable face. Somewhere. They had that HBO budget, so mm-hmm. they might as well, you know. Uh, there's no reason why something like American Horror Story can't be as quality as Tales from the Crypt. Oh, American Horror, that's a whole nother thing. I'm not even going to get started. <laughs> that's like we start going off on our Rob Zombie tangents, man. I'm not going to oh, get started on a, on a Ryan Murphy tangent today. We'll do a Rob Zombie episode <laughs> soon. Oh, God. You could probably just um, edit together all the little mini conversations we've had <laughs> <laughs> and just release it. Uh, so next up, we watched The Ventriloquist Dummy. Which was fucking awesome right off yeah. the bat. Um, the plot summary for this was an aspiring ventriloquist, Billy, tracks down his idol, Mr. Ingalls, who dropped out of show business following a mysterious incident involving a fire and now lives in seclusion as a bitter recluse. Billy finds out that Ingalls has a very dark secret pertaining to his success in the profession. And uh, his dark secret would be that the fucking ventriloquist dummy is actually his Man. brother that's attached to his right hand. He has a conjoined twin, I guess. Yeah. Well, kind of more like a growth on. Twin. Yeah, yeah. Like a, it's coming out of his wrist, almost like Belial, but not right. in a basket. From yeah, a not basket at all. Case. And just very small, <laughs> a lot smaller yes, than a lot Belial. smaller than Belial, but um, very much uh, similar in his motives in life. Yeah, I feel like. yeah. Uh, we also uh, get Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, Bobcat and Don Rickles. Yeah, so Don Rickles is the older ventriloquist uh bobcat goldthwaite is the younger aspiring ventriloquist and bobcat goldthwaite at the time is coming off of stand-up comedy and being known for his appearances on late night talk shows destroying furniture and shit yeah i think um <laughs> i think shakes the clown was out at this point uh if this what years no shakes clowns neck the year after this this uh, came okay. out in 1990 i'm pretty sure shakes the clown is 91 yeah, Chase the Clowns, nineteen ninety one. So this is the that came out the year after. Was this before or after he toured with Nirvana? <laughs> no idea. Yeah, um, I think it was, I mean, it's probably before because I think he he had a like a different haircut afterwards. So, uh, I don't see an exact year. He had that whole <laughs> that. he had the green hair thing going on yeah. for a minute. Yeah, he had this uh, regular ponytail. Yeah. 
Um, but that's, like, but this then again, episode's... we talk about the, the star yeah. power, man. Don Rickles gives an amazing performance in this episode as well. But uh, when we get the big reveal that the dummy is actually on Don Rickles' hand, it's his brother, uh, the tone completely changes from Dark and Sinister yeah. to Super Silly Evil Dead 2, where we get a wisecracking uh, puppet on his hand. Or is actually his hand. Yeah. And uh, then we get a, a super homage to Evil Dead 2 where he actually cuts it off himself. Yeah, he hacks and, it off uh, with a butcher knife. The I think the exact same framing happens from Evil Dead 2. And it's, it's just like a, a super homage to Sam Raimi. Man. And he delivers, he delivers the line, I'm splitting the act. Yeah, I'm, what are you doing? I'm splitting the act apart. <laughs> splitting the act up. Um, yeah, this is just a... A very fun episode to bring us up off of that kidnapper episode, which yeah. is not very fun. No, it's morbid. It's, very, man. it's a dark uh, episode. It's very dark. And, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about that one. Well, this one, it's, it's cool, man. It had some, some super cool blood splatter effects at the end yes, as well. Yeah, it did. Uh, we got some good gore on this one. And uh, it's something you didn't really expect for them to go there, you know? You I wonder who, did the, who did the prosthetics on that. All right. It looked really good. It looked the puppetry was awesome. Uh, I don't have anything about that here. Mm. Um, uh, the only trivia I have for this is that Mr. Ingalls is a reference to the legendary horror artist Graham Ingalls, best known for his work of The Old Witch from The Haunt of Fear and the original <clears throat> Tales from the Crypt publications put out by oh, EC yeah. Comics. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, these episodes, all, the, all these Tales from the Crypt episodes are based on EC Comics. Uh, not necessarily those from the Tales from the Crypt namesake, but uh, was a Vault of Horror, um, Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. uh, Tales from something else. There's like a witch one or something. Yeah, there's so a whole there's a whole religion, bunch yeah. of them. It's they're all they're all different horror comics that have multiple stories in each book. I think uh, the Tales the old Tales from the Crypt actually had like three different narrators. They had the t- they had the crypt keeper, the executioner, and somebody else that they would have tell yeah. stories throughout the book, um, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, I've always loved the way they set up these episodes with the crypt keeper giving us bookends. He's the yeah. They're always um man. I'll tell you, when I was little, I was fucking terrified of the crypt keeper. It was just his just his appearance, I guess. There's yeah. also a. A Spencer's Gifts in the Rock Hill Mall that had a huge Crypt Keeper sitting in the window, and I could like not walk past that <laughs> fucking store. But uh, now that we're watching these today, man. Oh yeah, he's silly it's, now. It's all just, and there. It's not just that he looks silly. It actually, it is yeah, silly. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be fucking he's funny. Jokes. Yeah, yeah, he's cracking wise the whole time. And uh, what was the next episode we watched was called "People Who Live." in brass hearses and yes. it opens up with him in a football uniform playing a, f- a round of fucking football with some skeletons with some skeletons yeah and he's giving them instructions it goes to hike and pulls off one of their arms it's yeah like, okay so in this episode we get um we, we get, get brad, brad Dourif. yeah playing a little timid scared little brother character yeah he's uh mentally challenged he's simple as they would say in the south <laughs> um and then we have a uh, bill paxton bill paxton is his mean ornery redneck brother that he eats, eats butter sticks of butter man 
He eats butter by the stick. Uh, it's actually in the plot description, a hot-tempered convict with a butter addiction <laughs> tries to get revenge yeah. with the help of his mentally challenged brother on the ice cream trucker who is responsible for his arrest, unaware the driver also has a dark secret. Jesus Christ, he does too. And I don't, I want to, I, I don't know if I want to spoil it or not for this for this right now. It's a, it's a cool little reveal, man. We like the people uh, check this we'll, one out. We'll this leave is that a, one for you. Season five, episode five. People who live in brass hearses. We'll just say it has an amazing performance by Brad Dourif, Bill yeah. Paxton. What's the actor who plays the um, ice cream truck driver? It, his name is Earl Bird. Yeah, and that's he's the, in that's his character. Yeah, uh, a bunch. He's in a of whole shit. bunch of stuff. Yeah, what? Yeah. What? Who plays him though? What's his name? He's a he's a character actor for sure because he's never really like the leading guy. Right. He's always kind of just that guy in the movie. Um, I'm trying to think what I know him from besides this. Because I don't, uh, have I do not have any actors' names right here. Oh shit! I'll uh, see if I can get it up online. Uh. But yeah, he's been in a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, those who live in people who live in Brasser, you got it. it. I got it. I got. It. I got. Yeah. It. It's uh, Michael Lerner. Michael Lerner. And uh, if you're not, that name's not ringing a bell for you guys. He's uh, <laughs> he's that just that guy in the background in every movie. He's like he's Jack Lipnick and. He's, he's in Elf. He's, he's the boss folk, in yeah, Elf. Yeah, the boss yeah. in Elf. He's the mayor in Godzilla. He's the senator in X-Men Days of Future Past. Um, he's just, he's everywhere, bro. He's in more than one Coen Brothers movie, I'm sure. Law and Order SVU as Morty Berger. Um, I think that would probably be his biggest role, three years on Law and Order. Yeah, he is in like, a lot of episodes of that. Uh, yeah, the TV show Clueless back in the 90s. <laughs> Uh, and then 1993, he landed himself a role in Tales from the Crypt. That's right. Um, yeah, this is this is probably one of the goriest episodes we watched today. I'd say. Yeah, it's got um, uh, it's probably right up there with uh, the ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. yeah but uh, super cool prosthetics again yeah. in this episode as well. But uh, don't want to talk about that yeah, too we much. We won't get too deep into that. Uh, it's got a lot of cool stuff but going on here. I was talking more about the when they they fucking hooked the. The chick at the ice cream factory's head with the ice yeah. hook. Yeah, so it's cool we get that uh, the ice cream man setting in this. Yeah. You know, it's always a fun character to have, um, especially if it's played by Clint Howard. Which it wasn't in this one. Nope. <laughs> so that's uh, kind of irrelevant. But but no, I was saying the ice cream character there is always some, fun to have. There was a tie-in for one of these for Ice Cream Man. I can't remember what it was. Would it not have been this episode? No, it was the new arrival. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Because the guy who plays the psychologist was in Ice Cream Man. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I guess we'll go ahead and start talking about that one. Which uh, is, uh, people have written this down as the best episode of Tales from the Crypt. It's for sure one of the best. That is, uh, I think, Screen Rant. Yeah. This was their number one episode, was The New Arrival. and Because um, you think you got it figured out, but then you don't. And it's like, whoa. So this one's got uh, Zelda Rubenstein in it. And you may know from Poltergeist. Uh, that that guy that I was looking up earlier, David Warner. David Warner, uh, who's in a lot of shit. Yeah, I'm pulling uh, him up right now. Uh, his biggest role, Chancellor Gorkon in Star Trek Six. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in a, Tron. He's, he's in the, Titanic. The psychologist and in, in the Mouth of Madness. He was the professor in the Secret of the Ooze. That was the big thing that I remember. Yeah, him from. yeah. Um, 
which of course. Oh, Penny Dreadful. He's uh, Van Helsing. Oh, cool. I've never watched any of that it's, show. It got canceled, but it was good. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, this episode is just like a... Uh, this radio talk show host is like a psychologist guy. and uh, He has a show called Good Psychology. And it's, the whole thing is like he berates bad parents on, yep. on the air. And uh, he's about when he finds out he's about to get kicked off the air, he decides it's time to make a house call to a yeah. patient that's been calling in every other day. And he, originally, he gets here and just wants to call bullshit on the whole thing and try to tell him that uh, the kid's the problem. Yeah, just, just ignore, ignore it, it, you know, with uh, good psychology will eradicate bad behavior. Yeah, she just wants attention. And, uh, well, I mean, I don't know if that was the case, you know. <laughs> Not at all. We get a uh, super crazy twist at the end of this one where there's been a bunch of doctors trying to come help. For sure. And the... Uh, the the kid in this is just so creepy. It's like oh, a full size human and a kid's dress with a dead face. And apparently, the kid's been dead for forty years. Yeah, and uh, kind of went over my head how that happened, but don't matter. You know, suspend your belief. Anything kind of goes in this series. Shit. You know, yeah. So, and yes, yeah, so you get a full size like. That thing that I just described running around the house fucking yeah. with people. It's it's, it's fucking kind of crazy, man. For like the first. Half of them being there, though, you think it's Zelda Rubenstein. Yeah, you think it's running around in her the mask fucking with them, yeah. Because you don't really ever see them in the same room together. Mm-hmm. And that's what the psychologist has kind of come to believe, too, yeah. that she's been leading a double life and just has gone fucking bonkers, gone crazy. Yep, and uh, so then we get that whole reveal at the end, and we find out that, the, that even his uh, mentor was there. Yeah. And, had failed. Yep. Miserably. Uh, this episode is just fucking gross. It's eerie. Uh, not not gory, but just fucking scary. That little that little girl is creepier than hell. Yeah, there's a it's pretty good pictures of her online. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we watched Dig That Cat. He's real gone. Which uh, I would say is a super classic episode of this from the first season. For sure. That uh, I actually... This is the episode that if you ask for people's favorite mm-hmm. Tales from the Crypt episode, this is the one most people are going to say. Yeah, because I, I think it's one of the most visually striking ones as well. Yeah. They true remember. Because I remember this one from my childhood when we sat down to watch it. Uh, one of the main shots is of the main actor in this talking to us, the viewer, from a casket. Yeah. And uh, it's shots like that that you remember, you know. So what happens in this episode is uh, this fucking homeless dude gets approached by a scientist who's trying to fucking experiment with making humans and cats. Yeah, they put a cat brain in him to give yeah, him nine a lives. a gland in his, in his yeah, brain. A cat gland. To give him the nine lives of a cat. And uh, So what does he decide to do? They decide that it's a good idea to become a sideshow performer. Which is the wrong thing, man. Um, uh, I understand it for the plot of the episode. I mean... But if you give me nine lives, I'm not going to go try to make money at the circus with him. I, I'd use three of them, you know? <laughs> Maybe one. Just to get some money up. Maybe stack one. some money up. Uh, I'm going out. I'm taking some chances, man. Um, I'd probably live a fairly normal life after that. Get, get about four, four lives out of me oh, and the... Man. In the circus, getting that money. I'm trying to rob a bank. Just live a life. Go to jail, get killed. Yeah. Wake up outside yeah, jail. That's too much trouble. <laughs> um, but yeah, he does this, and he actually uses one of his lives to kill the doctor who makes him into this 
Yeah, so he's rinsing. He's doing a rinse and repeat um, kind of segment at the carnival where he's dying in different ways. Yeah. And about after the third time, he realizes that he's tired of cutting his money with the doctor, so he kills the doctor in a car wreck, and he survives, of course, because he has a few lives. And eventually, we get down to this final act. Yeah, where he's buried alive. Yeah, and uh, he's been talking to us, the audience, recounting all of the ways he's died. All of the acts he's And done. this is when he realizes he's out of lives. Before it's too late. Yeah, if he's down there, and, and uh, or it can, is too late. He can't get out. Nope. He's, he's going to die, and it's going to be over. He's going to get uh, buried alive. And uh, what was the moral of this, you know? Like, uh, don't take life for granted. Don't listen to scientists in the back alley. Yeah, true. I mean, that's just a given. <laughs> that's like, that's solid advice. If a scientist is in know. a back alley, you're either going to die or have your organs harvested. But the scientist shouldn't be in the back alley in the first place. Scientists should only be talked to and built inside of uh, federal structures. Well, not federal, but, you know. <laughs> uh, Tax-paying structures. No government involved. <laughs> we don't have to have government involved. Um, Something you can't afford it if you don't have the government in there. What are we doing now? Uh, so, yeah, we blazed through that one. We got... Uh, <laughs> oh, the dude's name was Ulrich in that. Yeah, was yeah, cool. Ulrich, like, the Ulrich the Undying. Lars Ulrich. That's what I was just thinking of the played whole time. By, uh, played by Joel, oh, Joey Pants from uh, Sopranos and... Uh, what else is he in? Uh, I'm not sure. Ready to Rumble. Uh, one of the ways that they got him killed was really cool they actually got people from the audience to come up and shoot yeah. him with arrows i thought that was a really cool thing <laughs> like people were really excited to go up and kill someone yeah yeah that uh was... yeah a lot of the ways he got killed were, were cool very unique uh one thing that i didn't buy was i think he would have come back each time from the dead with just a little bit more brain damage each time he came back he just uh lose, lose some motor functions something like that but I there's, get, you know, it's not real. But there's at least some kind of decaying tissue going on. Something's yeah. happening each time he comes back. Because he's dying for long, longer mm-hmm. periods, of time longer, each longer time. each time. Yeah, and uh, that's something I wouldn't be fucking around with in the first place, bro. I don't know. How do you trust that? You put a, you put a gland in my head's gonna make me live nine lives. Yeah, Fuck right. That. Oh yeah, the doctor get shoots him here. right off the gate, and the, uh, it'd be fun to watch this episode and like count along with him. Yeah. And realize before he does. Yep, and uh, so we also, the next episode we watched was uh, Split Second. Split Second, which was, I thought, felt the most out of place of all of these. It is, um, the, most, it is the most campy that we watched today, for th- sure. That, and I'll say that, like, nothing uh, really of interest happened until the end, you know? It wasn't one of those through-and-through episodes yeah. where, like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah. We just get kind of a pretty long build-up. Until we get that final reveal at the end. Well, this, the the whole thing that makes this episode enjoyable for me is the over-the-topness of the acting. Yeah. Especially from the foreman at the uh, lumber the camp. The lumber camp, yeah. yeah. Just, what's uh, what's his name? The the Wikipedia pages for these does not have the actor's name. No, I just need the character um, name. Steve. Steve? Yep. I thought it was like he had like a last name. The last name that they called him. They yeah, called that, him. that was what they were calling him the whole time. Right here, I just got Steve. Uh, well, okay, we'll just call, we'll call him Steve for the sake of uh, ease. Uh, Steve is just fucking wildly over the top with every time he every time he talks, every this, time he does anything. This shit. Okay, first of all, trivia for this episode: it's filmed on the lumber or some of the sets using the series Twin Peaks. 
Yeah, okay. Pretty cool. So you might yeah, recognize that's, that's some of the areas. Um, starts out, the very first shot we see are of two very long chainsaws, which is like, okay, I hope we get to see these chainsaws in action. Yeah. Or any chainsaw in action. Um, we see a waitress getting <laughs> fought over by two guys at the bar, and lo and behold, the dude that's not fighting over her. Well, she's being harassed by yeah, a guy, uh, and, and, and that was what The guy comes in, yeah. yeah he um, comes in and fights the guy. She likes seeing the two guys fight over her and ends up marrying the guy that fought for her yep. that night. Yeah. Uh, so ASAP. He comes back to work the next day, a changed man at the lumber camp, and it's gone pretty fucking crazy. Like, don't look at my wife. Don't talk to my oh, wife. Oh, yeah, it doesn't help that uh, his wife is kind of known as the town bicycle. Yep, she uh, said... Suck a dick for a nickel is what he said or something. Yeah, that like one that. guy said she sold her mouth for a nickel. Sold her mouth for a nickel. And then he he fucking punished the other guy that was not even that didn't that even got say la- that laughed at the joke. Yep, yeah. the guy heard him uh, laughing at the joke comes over and like sticks a big ass piece of wood in his mouth. This, is this what you said my wife did? This is my brother's favorite episode because okay. of this, because of that scene specifically because he likes the way the guy says, "You said my wife sucks cocks." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for a while on Facebook, my fa- my profile picture was him looking like. Like that, and then yeah. like the caption was, uh, it's that line, you yeah. assholes looking at my wife. Oh, wow. And, uh, I've even done like, like if you're staring at my wife, share if you're, if you sell blowjobs for a nickel or something like that uh, on Facebook yeah, before. There's like probably one person shit. that knew what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, nobody, nobody got it. Nobody got it, but it's okay because it made too me specific, laugh. Too specific, too Made me laugh, so. Right. Um, but yeah, this is a fun one. Uh, it ends up with the, so she gets bored and of course wants to fool around, of course, with the new lumberjack guy that comes into town because he's sexy. Yeah, and uh, well, they get caught in the act, and the foreman beats the shit out of the dude, man, yeah, and hits him with the broadside of the axe. Yep, yeah, and until he's blind, beats him blind. Yeah, beats him blind. So uh, the other foreman, they they're fed up with the bullshit. They train this dude how to use a chainsaw blind like they're literally yeah. guiding him like ghost style and uh <laughs> <laughs> well they they get him to cut these two tree stumps well then the camera pans out and reveals that the foreman's in one of them and the woman's yeah. in the other well before you even see them in it you see the blood, blood spurting on everyone yeah i was like oh he must be on the other side but he's actually inside of it then we get some some uh, some dialogue from the girlfriend liz Says, oh, they all finally found the cure for boredom. Yep. <laughs> like, okay, Sawing these okay. motherfuckers up. <laughs> so that was interesting, man. It was, uh, I think that was probably the weakest one we watched today. Yeah. Out of, out of all of them. I felt like, uh, the, I felt like it was at least interesting. The kidnapper. It is, it is. None while, of the ki- them, while the kidnapper is a good subject yeah. matter for a horror thing. I felt like the execution kind of left more to be desired. Yeah, I mean, and leave that up probably to the production that was yeah, going on yeah. too. But still, just thematically, that one was the worst one we watched today, man. Okay. But yeah, uh, got one left. Yeah, we watched Abra Cadaver. Abra Cadaver. This is about two brothers who prank each other and take it way too goddamn far. Yeah, they're just, uh, both of these motherfuckers are just dicks. They're autopsy doctors, right? Yeah. Well, they they do uh, some kind of fucking. They're yeah, they're like they're morti or not morticians, but uh, what do they call them when they do when that, that's their thing? They perform autopsies. Is that it, mortician? No, a mortician uh, prepares you him, for being just call him an autopsy doctor. Yeah, we'll just call it a fucking. <laughs> we'll just say he's a doctor uh, that does autopsies. So uh, the one of the brothers, uh, Martin, 
got pranked by the brother Carl. And that prank ended up fucking him up. And he just never reached what he would have yeah, been. Yeah, you know, he, he had just, some, he, he had like a stroke or something. Yeah, for real. yeah, an actual heart attack from it. Yeah. And uh, so he never became the actual successful surgeon that he wanted to be. He just had to stay a surgeon's assistant. Yeah, and he gets his revenge big time by playing a prank on his bro- on his little brother with uh, this drug he's been experimenting with. But we don't know that until the end. Yeah. But uh, he's got well, yeah. Okay, so he's got his brother in like this fucking paralyzed state where he can't move or speak. Yeah, or, it's like a serum he's working on that mimics death. Yeah, it mimics death, and then uh, he's like got his brother thinking that he's sold his body to these organ harvesters uh-huh. and that they're taking out parts of his body and stuff and then it gives us the big reveal when he actually finally breaks out of it that he comes yeah, yeah when the, and the he's serum like, wears off gotcha yep it's just like what it's the a, fuck it's a super fucked up thing to be put through too because he's sitting there basically just paralyzed can't move can't talk can just observe very interesting and fun episode. Yeah, cool concept. But dick moves. Yeah, big, all around. <laughs> big, huge dick moves. If either of these guys were my brother, I would fucking disown them. I'd just, like, move way far away and never talk to them. Because that's just fucking, that's fucked. Right. I'm sorry, you're fucked in the head. Because that's just, you just made a man think he was dead, I mean, If basically. you're an autopsy doctor, too, though, like, you're, you're... I guess you got a dark sense of humor, right? I mean, you're a little fucked in the head to begin with, fucking around, digging in dead bodies all day. I mean, yeah, whatever. I'm sure normal people do it. I don't know, man. I'm never sure really known anybody who did that. <laughs> they before. all have their quirks. I've known morticians. They're pretty normal usually. Yeah. yeah. I guess it all depends on person to person basis. Really. Right. And those people, they they look at the body as they differently. You, I mean, know? you saw you like saw, doctors. They look at bodies like cars. Yeah. You saw American Mary. Yeah. Those surgeons were on some fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah, they're all, they got, I'm, I'm sure many of them are like that, man. But they look at bodies like automobiles. Yeah. You know, the way they talk to you whenever they're telling you about your surgery, what they're going to do, it sounds like they're telling you about, like, parts yeah, they're like taking apart and put. Oil. Yeah, 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 it's fucking weird, man. It's like, you know, I'm a person, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we did today. We watched six episodes of Tales from the Crypt, and I think the takeaway overall was pretty positive. We've didn't watch uh we, we watched way more episodes than we would have watched movies mm-hmm. because it didn't take as long to watch them because they were only 30 minutes long yeah they're fun man and uh i enjoyed the tale the tales uh the crypt keepers quips and uh different little <laughs> setups and stuff going on it's good to have that comic relief i was hoping that one of the episodes we picked to watch today was gonna be the one where he talks about uh where he's laying in the bed reading the Play Ghoul magazine. Yeah. And uh, he, at the end, he's laying in the bed with a girl, and he's like, I love a woman that gives you head and lets you keep it because her head falls off. Oh, God. And it's like a skeleton. Wow. It's fucking hilarious. Um, but, yeah, that's all we got this week. Thank you all for coming and listening. Uh, like I said, we're gonna I'm going to have my top ten Tales from the Crypt episodes up on Patreon. Uh, I might actually make a video instead of doing a – podcast episode about it and um that way you'll get a little bit more bang for your buck on patreon with that uh, it'll still count as a bonus episode i'll just have a video accompaniment instead of just doing an audio um 
We got the fan raffle going on. Did you see that, Cagney? Yeah. Uh, we got the fan raffle, so you can buy tickets, $1 each or $5 for 10 tickets. That's how they get you with those 50-50 tickets whenever you go to, like, a fair or something. They give you that good deal on the 10 tickets. Mm, Carney. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, go ahead and uh, buy your tickets. We've already got 46 entries, uh, so hopefully we can grow that. And this, get you some DVDs. Yeah, you win all of the Insidious movies on DVD. Uh, the second place is you get a copy of Belco Experiment, um, Last House on the Left, and what was the other one that I had on there? I don't remember. Uh, it's another horror movie. But well, Belco um, was on DVD. Yeah, Blu-ray. they're they're all on DVD. Okay. everything's on DVD. Uh, I thought I had some Blu-rays I could throw in there to give away, but I just did not have any Blu-rays. All right. Uh, so yeah, those are those are prizes. That's how you. It's a buck each, five dollars for ten tickets. You can uh, pay through oh, PayPal. The, the cash da- app, David all Warner that is the the drama teacher in Scream Two. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he is the drama teacher in Scream Two. Um, but yeah, hit us up if you want to get some tickets for that. Um, get your tickets. Hopefully, you're taking part in the Martell's Movie Madness Halloween Horror Challenge. Uh, you're probably not though, because I think only three people are. Hey, good job, uh, you guys. Yeah, you guys really dropped the ball on that one. All you had to do was post a picture every day. Oh, I was and, telling the good job to the yeah. people that are doing it. Well, good job to the ones who are doing it. But, yeah. If but also listen. sarcastic good job to the ones who aren't doing it. Because you could have posted a picture that fits <laughs> a little prompt. Don't be mean to them. No. No, because I see people doing these other horror challenges that are similar to mine. They come down, when they could be down. supporting mine. That's why they're not doing it, because you're yelling at them. No. They need to, they need to be yelled at. <laughs> They're they like, don't. no, my fans are like my list. They're like my, my children and they need to be yelled at from time to time. Because <laughs> if you don't yell at your kids, then they'll never know. They'll never learn. You know, you go, sometimes you got to yell at them. Oh. You don't hit them. You just got to yell at them every now and then. <laughs> just every now and then. Not all the time. It's like not, not every anger should be communicated through yelling but sometimes that's what it takes whatever you gotta say to justify yourself all right (laughs) (laughs) uh go ahead and give us a follow on social medias at martell's movie madness on facebook and instagram i had to think for a minute i forgot what i was talking about uh at movie madness 69 on twitter check out that patreon i've been talking about it all episode it's uh patreon.com slash martell's movie madness you can join for as little as three bucks a month and as much as i think about 50 bucks a month uh there might be a hundred dollar tier too goodness gracious yeah i mean the perks get bigger and bigger (laughs) as you get on up in there i think nobody's giving us 50 dollars i I don't doubt I i don't blame them just you guys it. can give us $45 on the Indiegogo, and we'll watch Birdemic. Yeah, we got a few few days left on the Indiegogo. I think it ends early next yeah, week. it'll be probably done by the time yeah. this is out. No, I think it's got a, I think it's got about... Uh, but if you guys want us to watch Birdemic, just let us know. I think it's got about seven more days left. Right on. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, if you want to you, you give us $45 to watch Birdemic, we will do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's unfortunately the state of our... That's funny. Financial uh, woes here. 
pay uh, us to watch bad movies. <laughs> Cagney, you want to tell them about your social medias and shit? Yeah, man. Uh, I try to keep my social media, you know, relatively. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you find me. I'm Cagney Larkin on Facebook. Cagney likes this on Instagram. Cags loves movies on Twitter. Ooh. And uh, Big Homie Cagney on Snapchat. He likes this, but he loves movies. Yeah. Well, that, I did that for Instagram because it's Cagney likes this. Yeah. Likes your post. Likes your post yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel you. Um, I have been getting a lot of interaction with my Martell's Movie Madness Halloween Horror Challenge. Yeah, yeah. That's why we got so a few friends there doing it. They've been it. getting a lot of likes. So, and I got a couple people doing it. Yeah. So I thought at least... There was a lot of people who told me they were going to do it that aren't doing it, and that's what I'm the most upset about. It's like, really, you can't take two seconds out of your day to post a picture to kind of get my brand out there a little bit more. But, you know, it's whatever. People people do what they do in life. Fuck them. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank y'all for listening. <laughs> says, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Subs- yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. subscribe to the YouTube channel. Okay. Because <laughs> we need YouTube subscribers. You're yelling at them again. There's no, uh, there's no link because I can't customize the link because I don't have enough uh, followers yet. I think I have to have a hundred. <laughs> That's I think sad. I think I have to have a hundred <laughs> subscribers before I can update the, the link. I've got Wait, 54 you can right just, now. You can copy the URL to your YouTube profile. Yeah, I mean... That's in our link tree, so yeah, you can go yeah. to the link tree on all of our social medias and find the YouTube channel. But you can also type in Martell's Movie Madness on YouTube, and it'll pop right up. Or it should, anyways. Nice. Yeah, thank y'all for listening. Now, let's watch some fucking movies. <laughs> movies. I got shit. Looks like you survived the movie madness. Congratulations. Come back next week for more chills, thrills, and spine-tingling tales of terror and movies. Because that's what makes the world go round.